here we go. Okay, I believe you. I got so excited. Pod um, the line. So this is the graphic novel that I read. See, he's pretty cute. <laughs> he's so cute. I mean, that's Lafayette. But. It is Lafayette. Um, so Lafayette episodes will be coming at some point. Because um, how have I not already talked about him? Oh, it's weird. I'm I'm in my French Revolution book. Yeah. And Lafayette's finally showing up. Yeah. And it's mm, it's very different. Yeah. Because they're not. Uh, they they don't like him in the way we like him. No. Because uh, it's it's not a republic. Yeah. There. Actually, at the beginning of one of the books I read, um, the author. Oh, this is terrible history. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Alexis, like a podcast. I'm Haley. And uh, at, at one of the at the beginning of one of the books I read, uh, it's like the only introduction to a history book I've ever liked. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady who wrote the book about Lafayette is talking about how she went to. Um, Oh, gosh, I just immediately forgot. I can't think of the word. To Versailles. I could only think of the Louvre <laughs> over and over and over again. Louvre, 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 Louvre. Louvre. Yeah, that's my brain. And I'm like, it's that's not what it is. Um, she went Stop to Versailles, it. and they have a little bust of Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guide was like, how weird is that? Uh, and she was like, why? You know? And mm-hmm. he was like, Americans, you know. Um, he's like, yeah, you think he's cool. We don't think he's cool. Um, and if you think about the reasons why you think he's cool, it should still be weird that he's here. Yes. Uh, and then she's like, okay, fair. And so then, like, you know, she proceeds to talk about, um, the, you know, basically there's, like, two sections of Lafayette's life. It's, like, uh, maybe three. There's, like, before America mm-hmm. and then America and then after. Yeah. Um, back to France. Right. And he's, so. He's like, ah, oh, the American hero yeah. from the American War. For a little, like, a couple years. Yeah. And then everyone's like, so where exactly do you fall on who should be in charge? Right. And then it gets ugly. And then everyone hates him. Um, but there's a very cute graphic novel about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very it's, precious. It's very cute. He's so cute. It made me cry multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can see in the spine there's, like, orangish looking mm-hmm. and that's the Benedict Arnold part oh uh, this was how I like learned about oh my the gosh. general story because it's red whoa um, but like I want to show you like Lafayette is like or the general drawings are like pretty detailed like they're really nice uh-huh. um, and then the Arnold part they're like real <laughs> <laughs> goofy looking I love it. there's so much less detail they're, in the Arnold section I'll, I'll put up some pictures mm-hmm. of the book but like here's where he's getting hit in the leg uh-huh. <laughs> he gets hurt spang uh, and like this is just his like look in general <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's just, like, square and who's angry. That, who's the Zorro boy? I saw him. Uh, he's one of, like, the narrators oh, okay. of the book. Because it's for kids. Um, but it's really good. And, like, th- it's how I found this book about Arnold because it was in their sources mm-hmm. in the book. I know. I um, immediately want to read that now. It's very good. But you can't until I talk about what But Lafayette. I want to. <laughs> I know. Can I, can I at least read the bits about uh, Arnold? Arnold? Sure. Okay. Uh, once we're done with this. Yeah. yeah. Um... But, yeah, it's really good. I liked it so much I bought it mm-hmm. because I was like, I need it. It's so cute. Um, and there's a whole bunch of them um, that he's <gasps> oh, done, can too. I see, can I see which ones he's yeah. done? About, like, Underground Railroad and, like, um, stuff. The Donner Dinner Party. Other people. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, I know. Some of it's a little rough. Oh, the um, Alamo. That's good. Alamo. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and the author's name is Nathan Hale, and so he also talks about Nathan Hale, who's a spy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. which I think is the first one that he does. Um, but yeah, they're very good. And Nathan Hale is like uh, he uses him as one of the narrators too. Like he's telling the story to these other people. <laughs> so there's like hazard level blue. Uh huh. On the back. <laughs> uh, hazard level blue. Rated for guns, ships, musketeers, fencing, arranged marriages, seasickness, dueling, loud cussing, cannonballs, musket balls, royal balls, wigs, naked babies, and a shape-shifting werewolf. <laughs> yeah, things that might be offensive to your children to yeah. read. You might have to explain to them. And the little narrator's like, naked babies and a werewolf? That should be the title. <laughs> that should be the title. <laughs> it's very funny. And like I said, it's very cute, but also, like, very accurate. Mm-hmm. Um at the end of the book, they say, like, you know, one of the questions is, like, how much of this is true? And literally they point out, like, one thing where they're like, this isn't true. Um, but it's, like, the smallest detail possible. But they're like, pretty much everything else is true. Yeah. And uh, as far as I've read, uh, yeah. Like, because there were multiple times when I was reading it where I was like, what? And then I, like, Googled it. And it was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd be like, meh. And then I Googled it. And it was like, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, oh, just like that sound. <laughs> so I'm like, good for you. And like I said, maybe find this Arnold book. Uh, which has also been very good. So thank you, Nathan so, Hale. But anyway, I just wanted thank, to show you. Yeah, thank you, Nathan Hale. Is this the last Benedict Arnold episode? Probably not. Okay. This is the second to last episode. I'm really excited to hear, like, how it all gets weird. Yeah, it gets, it's a lot. Anyway, so last time we left off, Arnold was like, screw the rules, I'm going to be in this battle, gets on his horse, ride till he can't no more. Uh, commits mutiny and leaves. <laughs> mutiny. He mutinies. They're not on a boat. He mutinies, <laughs> commits treason, uh-huh. and le- leaves. I don't know if it's treason. He commits a court martialable offense. Yeah, can it really be treason if they don't really have a country? Yeah. I, I think later it's treason when he <laughs> ditches them. Yeah, when, that one's like I think that one counts. very clear high treason. Yeah. This one's just uh, court martialable. Do you need to be on a boat for it to be a mutiny? I think so. I don't. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Let me Google it. <laughs> Can you only mutiny on a boat? I guess it says soldiers or sailors, so I guess you could do it. I've only ever heard of it on a boat. Sure. Yeah, because sailors just, they get real fed up. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we can't work. Soldiers the, don't just kill their people. The rent's too damn high. We can't we do can't it. We can't do it. Well, nobody's going to know if you're in the middle of the ocean. You're just like, he fell. <laughs> uh, oh, that's, oh, oh, poor, oh. Oh, too bad. He's, he's been feeling sad. He drowned. He's sick. Uh, but well, anyway. We shoved him off the side of the boat. So, yeah, Arnold runs in. And he's not committing mutiny because he's not like, like, let's kill this guy and take over. Sure. He's just, he's just not following orders. He, uh, um, yeah. But so Arnold's like, later, and uh, Gates can see him. From his like post, it's like, I see you. Uh, this is, I see you. This is air. And I I'm, can see and I'm you. I'm sure he's been watching him. Um, but so he Gates sends someone after Arnold, um, but Arnold's able to dodge them <laughs> and get into the fight, and then he hides. Foosh, foosh. Uh, and he finds a friendly regiment who's excited to see Arnold, and they just the officer in charge just hands over command immediately. It's oh just like, my gosh! Take him. Oh my em. gosh! Please. Uh, like I said, all those people sign that letter to be like, don't leave. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so happy he's out there. He's like the good parts of Washington where it's like the morale, but yeah. then also he's like really capable. <laughs> he's like the best version of George Washington. 
Oh, man. Woof. Darkest timeline. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah. So he's in charge of this group now. Um, he points out the leader of the troop that he's, like, after uh, to the sharpshooters. He's like, get them. Uh, and the sharpshooters take that, like, the leader of the troop he's attacking out in three shots. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do. <laughs> They need it. They need someone who knows what the person in charge looks like, and yeah. Arnold does, and is like, "Get him." British people all look the same. Yeah, it's especially real. when they're all red. It's real it's hard. hard. So, without orders from Gates, uh, who's still at the main camp, the and the British start retreating. Benedict's like, "Charge! Let's yeah. go and destroy them." Yeah. Um, he charges on one group and does really well, but then he gets significant losses on his side from a different group and has to fall back. And realizes that, like, the spot that they were attacking was the British's, like, strongest position. Mm-hmm. After he's like, wow, they really, like, mopped the floor with us. He's like, oh, that's, like, their main base. So then Arnold rides through no man's land, uh, sustaining no injuries to him or his horse for once. Weird. Um, and um, uh, it's a move that people <laughs> assume that he's insane or that he's drunk <laughs> by doing. Um, but he isn't. He's just realized uh, that the other British encampment is way weaker. Oh so my God. he wants to take that one first. It remind. There's. A, have you ever watched Band of Brothers? No. Nope. We should. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, but there's one episode where they're trying to get flush the Germans mm-hmm. out of uh, just some French town, mm-hmm. and they need to get a message to like their guys on the other side of the town. And the, whoever's in charge is having a complete mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, uh, 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 I don't know. Pigeon. And so they send uh, basically this, like, dark Captain America yeah. with a message. They're just like, wait, what's he doing? And he just, like, runs through the town past all the Germans. Hell and they're just yeah. like, what? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Like, we think they were about as confused as we were <laughs> because they didn't shoot at him for a real long time. <laughs> we're like, what's happening? This can't be. You're not what? supposed to be there. <laughs> you can't just run through here. <laughs> you can't just be there. You can't just run straight at us. How dare. Like not shooting at them, just like running. Yeah. Straight up running. And then he terrifying. runs back. He runs all the way back. No. It's like, what? The most dangerous marathon <laughs> since the original. But, yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. Arnold, they're just like, he's insane or very drunk because, mm-hmm. like, what is he doing? But, like I said, he's just realized the other encampment's weaker, so he goes over there first and just goes into no man's land to do it, I guess. Um, and is like, get over here. Um, and at that encampment, they have British Colonel Brayman, who allegedly killed four of his own soldiers to keep them from retreating. Does it matter? I actually, well, I take that back. It it matters. It's not cool to do. It's not cool, but if uh, it's that or they're going to scare everyone else and everyone's going to retreat, yeah, they're disposable. Yeah, and by the time that Arnold breaks into the camp, um, Brayman's already dead. It is? Okay. Because his own men have killed him. That's, see, that's fair. That's why it's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, that's why it matters. Yeah. People have to want to go forward more than they want to turn around and kill you. Yeah, and they don't anymore. They don't. They're like, yeah, they're like, and yeah, when Arnold comes in, they're like, surrender. Like, I don't want to be involved. Do you want this this guy? We did it for you. We killed him. Yeah. Right, because it's going to be awkward when you're breaking that camp and you're like ready to shoot and you're ready to get their leader and he's already dead. Mm -hmm. Like, there's been no one in here. You're just like, oh, (laughs) what happened? It's like, well, you want the fort? Yeah, take it. 
And that's why it's uh, allegedly that he killed those four people because uh, he's dead, so we don't actually know from him what happened. Sure. That's what his soldiers said. They said he <laughs> killed those four people, so we killed him. You know we had to do it to him. Yeah. Whereas maybe someone killed five people. I don't know. Um, but anyway. He's like, no, it was eight. Uh, I killed eight boys. <laughs> The Hessians retreat from the camp, but they fire a few final shots on the way out. Pew, pew. Um, And, of course, a few of them hit Benedict's horse, and one hits his same leg as before. Does he think horses are free? (laughs) The army cannot keep funding your horse. they're indestructible? We can't just keep giving you horses every time you kill one. It doesn't matter, Haley, because... uh, he gets shot in that same leg. And this is the first time he's actually been shot in that leg before it was a shrapnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and this horse falls on that leg again, <laughs> which shatters it. Snaps in some it right off. Um, even though that's happened to him, he keeps ordering people what to do on uh-huh. the ground. Um, and once things calm down, people help him up. Uh, one guy asks if he's badly injured, and supposedly he whispers in the same leg, I wish it had been my heart. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I wish I was dead. I really loved that leg. <laughs> well, it's and it's just got to be so incredibly <laughs> painful. Because the thing is, um, he breaks his femur from that. Ooh. And your femur is like steel level strong. That's, uh, yeah, it's like the biggest, hardest bone in your body. And I've not heard, only is uh, it broken, yeah. pieces of it are sticking out of his leg. Oh, one of those. Out. One of those. So it's really bad. So I get why he's like, I wish I was dead, because I'm like, it's hard to imagine a lot of things that are more painful. Um, Especially, like, at the time, I'm like, how are you, how did you live? Yeah, it's, I don't know. You should have died. Just sheer force of anger. (laughs) It's like, mostly 1770s, (laughs) and bits of your bone are on the outside, you're not going to make it. Right. It's over. Right. Um, so they put him in a cart, and he has to ride 30 miles to Albany in a bumpy bum, cart. Bumpy cart. Yeah. Um, and so when he gets there, they're like, wow, it's really bad, your leg. Um, so multiple doctors are like, we need to cut off your leg. Yeah. And he will not cut it off. I like, loved that leg. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's my favorite leg. <laughs> it's out of the two, I We've love it the most. been through everything together. Um, but yeah, he's like, no. Which uh, the author, Jim Murphy, was like, might have been a good idea because a lot of times you die just from, like, blood loss or, like, Mm -hmm. infection because they cut off your leg. Yeah. Um, So it might not have been the worst plan. Um, I am like, yeah, but then you could have been, like, Governor Morris and had a cool peg leg, which Mm -hmm. would have been pretty dope. So give and take. (laughs) Uh, I just – I don't trust uh, field medicine at the time enough to save you either way. And they put him in a, it's called a fracture box, which is like a primitive cake or like a primitive um, cast. cast? Yeah. It's like this. It's like a box and they tape it. (laughs) Shame box. Yeah. It's just like a sad wooden box your leg sits in. (laughs) Shame. Like a cast, except for not as good. Um, Like a cast, but it's just like an empty box of Kleenex that you put on your foot. Yeah. Um, and, and and to heal, he just has to sit and do nothing, right? Um, He'll die. Which and he hates that the yeah. most, right? Because like he hates sitting around and waiting. Like he almost like got into a duel with Gates just for not doing stuff. He has to like. So he's like, go home and 
be around his kids. He's like, I hate this. No, they have to leave him in Albany. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's fine. They just leave him in, like, a house somewhere. They're like, you'll be um, fine, right? But not only, it doesn't take months before it starts, like, healing necessarily. It takes months before it starts looking better. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, that it's healed well. Just that they're, like, they can see any progress at all. Yeah. Months. They're like, oh, is your leg still open? Yeah. Yeah, it's still open. Um, <laughs> You're like, we should have told you. Told you we should have cut it off. Yeah. Weird. It's not healed. Mm. Oh, that's weird. Huh, I wonder why not. Huh. Hmm. It's almost like we don't have the medical capacity to take care of this. And they slap him on the back <laughs> real hard so it jostles everything. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, here you go, idiot. Lean on the leg. Um, but so friends tell Arnold that Gates let the sharpshooters pick off Bergogne's men until he finally retreated and surrendered. Uh, and Gates mentioned that Arnold helped he he killed a horse. Which I think, like, is probably because he knows everyone's going to hear about it because of his leg. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you can't say they didn't do anything. Right? You can't say he was back at camp the whole time. And it's hard for you at that point to be like, yeah, it was. he was insubordinate when now he probably is going to lose his leg. Yeah. So that seems pretty mean. So then he's just like, doesn't mention it. And he's just like, oh, yeah, he helped and too bad about his leg. And then he was there. Um, but you know who Gates does brag about? Wilkinson. Good old Wilkie. Wilkie Poo. Who tells his friends that Arnold neither rendered service nor deserved credit that day. And I'm like, how did he break his leg then? <laughs> Explain. Because he ruined another company horse. <laughs> yeah. And why is it way over here in the battlefield another if he didn't do anything? Government-issued horse. <laughs> he just treats them like Gone. garbage. <laughs> He's doing his best, Taylor. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he thinks horses grow on trees. Congress thanks Arnold and wound, or and another wounded general. Um, promotes Wilkinson Ooh. for no reason. He writes good um, like shame Gates letters. Like Gates asked them to. Yeah. Uh, and then they vote to give Gates a gold medal for the battle, mm. of which the only person to receive one previously was George Washington. Oof. Oof. Gates? Yeah. Both of us, really? <laughs> both of Except us? Except for not Arnold. Really? We were both there? Both did it? <laughs> both of us. Both of us? Yeah. Because, like, the point is, you know, it's like, were they going to win there without Arnold? It's like, maybe? But by, like, how Gates is doing it, I don't know. Yeah. He seems determined not to do... To not win. Or do anything, really. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they're giving him a gold medal for basically nothing is, like, just got to be exhausting. It's, like, it's just a gold star that says, you tried. Yeah. And I it's just, think. and Arnold just gets to, like, sit there in rage, you know? Yeah. Just. Is this when he snaps? So, I how, mean. How is this not when he snaps? <laughs> His leg snapped. Um, and Saratoga. The, the leg was a metaphor. <laughs> it's been a metaphor the whole time. Oh, my gosh. And Saratoga is like a really important battle, not only because of the victory and everything and how big it is uh, and like the potential consequences if the British had succeeded, but specifically because that's the battle where the French look at it and say, okay, we'll help. Mm-hmm. So if they don't win that battle, it's like we probably don't get the French's help mm-hmm. because that's what proves to them that we can beat the British. They're like, right here, we can see it. Like, then you can do it. Wow. Whereas up until then, Lafayette's been helping us yeah. and, like, spending his own money 
Um, but, like, the French government isn't helping us. Yeah, like, Lafayette can't send over warships. <laughs> he is a singular man. Yeah. He, and he buys boats, but, like, he can't afford <laughs> to buy the whole, you yeah. know, armada, he per can't, se. He doesn't have his hand in the national pocketbook. No. Uh, he can't put the country in debt no. by sending over ships. Right. So it's this battle that makes the French be like, we'll help you. Wow, interesting. Right. So maybe they wouldn't have been in as much debt and not as stressed out in their economy <laughs> if they hadn't helped out. Maybe. Maybe the French Revolution would have been different. Mm, I can't imagine it being much different, to be honest. Maybe not as— their, their, their royals were so out of touch that I'm like, they were doomed and it was going to be bad. Far-reaching. Yeah. Conf- com- conflicts. <laughs> yes. But uh, you're trying to say Arnold started the French Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> like helped, like in a helped. weird helped in a weird butterfly effect way. <laughs> sure, yeah, maybe because like royals can spend a lot of money, but totally. wars are very expensive. It's true. Um, and, and to be honest, like the French gave us stuff; they didn't give us that much stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that was the main problem. It's not the main source of uh, debt. No, that's the royalty. But uh, in general, and also all the wars with England. Could you previous ones? Could you just settle down? Right, and all the wars with. All the other neighbors. Yeah. That's probably more of the cost. Do you need such a large standing army? But, you know, like, everybody always says we can't win the war without the French, which is true, and we can't win the French without Saratoga. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, it's like, can't win without Arnold, you know? And it's like, is he specifically going to make it happen, like, and nobody else is? Like, probably not. Like, maybe someone else could have. But it's like... Partially that we won that battle and partially, like, how handily yeah. that the French are like, okay. Okay. We'll help. Fine, fine, fine. They've been beaten around for a few years. Right. So, like, the two main people helping with this, as far as being the French, are, like, Lafayette and Arnold. Lafayette. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and this other guy. <laughs> who's going to be bad. Um, and Horatio Gates is named the hero of Saratoga. Mm-hmm. Which just, I just just imagine Arnold just sitting there and just like staring at his bone. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> like he's in physical pain and then all of this is happening. And he's just like. Yeah, I bet you wish it was your heart. I, why? How could you not have a mental breakdown? Like, how could you not snap and betray your country? Hello? How could you not? Snap just like your leg, just like your femur. That's what I'm saying. It's a metaphor. The whole time it was a metaphor. I bet it didn't feel like a metaphor. Every every wound was mm-hmm. his, his... Gets him closer and closer to the Closer British. and closer to the big snap. <laughs> to the devil. And then just breaks right in half. And he's like, my country. Yeah. But some people are like, maybe Gates isn't the best because he let Bourgogne and his entire army sail back to England as long as they promise not to come back. Okay. Don't so maybe that's too nice of a surrender. <laughs> don't come on back, y'all. And so, yeah, when Bourgogne goes to England, he's like, yeah, I was Arnold. That's why I lost. Like, mm-hmm. they may be bragging about Gates. It's Arnold. He destroyed us. Um, and then Congress hears that mm-hmm. from the British. And then he, they're like, oh, maybe Benedict's cool again. Maybe, because the if only British. you could figure out if they were he was said. cool or not. Yeah, that it would be cool. It would do his brain a lot of good <laughs> if you could not yo-yo him like this. Yeah, um, and because of this, they give him his seniority back. Oh wow! But it's too late. How about him? But it's too late. Um, but also, they don't admit their mistake. They call it a legal correction. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, not because he, like, won a battle or was heroic or something. They're like, oh, is We had noticed in the it files. Was a clerical oversight. Yeah. So it still, like, doesn't feel good. They tell Washington to tell Arnold privately, so they don't even announce it no. to anyone. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Which it seems like that's what they normally do. Mm-hmm. But at this time, they're like, Washington could just tell him personally. He'll want to hear it from Dad. Yeah, not from us, definitely. But he said, he's already, it's already too late. He's in so much pain, and he's so frustrated because they're always like this. Um, You're always like this. And now he's just stewing for months in a hospital bed, mm-hmm. just angry. The worst place in the world for this man. Seriously. And I mean, being in a hospital bed for this long, you know, for months and months and months, is terrible for everyone. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's so bad for him. Right. <laughs> it's just so bad. He's just trapped inside his own mind. And he's he gets to a point where he's able to sit up. In January. Mm-hmm. He's been there since October. <laughs> um, but when he does, it reopens his wound, and then no. he can't do it again for two more no. months. He had to. He just had to. Like, that's how badly he's wounded. He sits up, and then it messes it up again. <laughs> the doctors come in, they're like, what'd you do? They're like, come on, you sit up, idiot. What, you think we have real medicine here? <laughs> you think you can just sit up? <laughs> you think you can move your body? So Washington writes him a nice letter about his promotion. I heard you tried to sit up. And Arnold doesn't respond to the letter for months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he moves Even his, though he has nothing to do. If he moves his hand too I quick. I bet a nurse would write it. <laughs> but he has nothing to do, and he still doesn't respond for months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he does respond, finally, uh, he's real curt. Um, and he calls America your country instead of our country. Yeah, it's my too late. Country. It's too late. He calls America your country. Your to country. Washington. Is of you. Yeah. Uh, and Washington offers to give him some cool, like, fancy uniform things. Do you want some swag? Yeah, basically. Um, which is actually kind of a big deal because Washington's very against that in general. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, he doesn't think people should be, like, looking fancy and decorated. But he knows that, like, Arnold would probably like it. And so he does that despite himself. And then Arnold doesn't respond to that, but he unexpectedly comes to visit Washington. Um, like, how are you here? Yeah. I didn't uh, think you could move. Just like they bring him in, like, a wheelbarrow or something, probably. <laughs> Don't sit up. We're going to roll you into a, a wheelbarrow. Yeah. And, uh... It's not until then that Washington really understands how bad it is. Because mm-hmm. before that, he's like, how's your leg doing? Like, do you think you're going to be able to come back soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And stuff. And, like, obviously he's trying to be optimistic, but it's just making Arnold feel worse and worse. And so I think he just gets to the breaking point where he's like, I'm just going to have to show him mm-hmm. how bad it is. Uh, and then Washington's Rub it like, in his face. oh, God. Like, it's really bad. Oh, it's like poking out. I mean, it's probably not poking out anymore. They didn't push but. it back in. <laughs> no, they probably pushed it back. <laughs> um, and at this point, uh, he's not in a wheelbarrow. He's walking with a crutch. Oh, okay. So he's made a lot of progress since January. Yeah. But his muscles have atrophied, uh, and his left leg is now two inches shorter than his right leg um, because of the bone loss. Yeah. So he can only he's walk all in a circle. Hobbly yeah. now. <laughs> Just um, in a circle for. Ever. I'm like, you should have got that peg leg like Governor Morris. Should have gotten the le- peg leg. <sighs> but he wouldn't. And so uh, at least he's not got the, like, Andrew Jackson, like, my bones are coming out and I'm sent them to my wife. Yeah. Thanks she, for that. She loves it. I mean, he's not married anymore because mm-hmm. his wife died. So, she loves But he my... could send them to Hannah. But anyway, in Pennsylvania, uh, there's a whole bunch of loyalists uh, that leave because the army moved 
and they're scared, but a whole bunch of them stay because they've got businesses. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of loyalist business going on. Um, But Congress is there, so then it's, like, really awkward. (laughs) So, like, what do we do? Awkward. Um, But they station Arnold there, even though there's a butt ton of loyalists, because they know it's divided, and they give him a new job. And you know what his job is, Haley? Like like horse jockey? (laughs) Nope. He's, like, doing clerical work, essentially, but his whole entire job is to deal directly with Congress. Oh, no. So he's going to love that. It's going to be really good for everyone. You know who he loves so much? It's you. It's, like, his favorite people in the world. And also, they love him so much That's and respect a, his opinions. Such a healthy work environment. Yeah. To be like, you did this to me. Right. Every day. Every day. So uh, while he's at his position in Pennsylvania, um, I think this is, there's like a time when he's in Pennsylvania before uh, he's actually in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're like, just sit here and we'll figure out when to do it or whatever. Um, so I think this is before he's in charge of anything, which just makes it really awkward. But anyway, he learns that there's this family of a patriot leader who was killed at Bunker Hill, and he's not been given any financial help from Congress at all. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he, the guy died and at Bunker Hill, like, a thousand years ago. Yeah. He died, and this family's just been, like, starving. Um, so he's real mad. Uh, so Arnold goes in, and he kind of, I feel like, uses other people's problems to just, like, get out his frustration. Yeah. And so he goes and he, like, yells at Congress. Right. And he's like, you have to pay people. It's kind of about the widows, but it's, like, mostly about me. Yeah. What about, why would you do this to me? But then, like, the best way of, like, advocating for the cause. He's like, you have to pay people. Like, mm-hmm. they're dying. You, they can't keep getting away with exactly. it. <laughs> they're um, criminals. Uh, but they just ignore him. Mm-hmm. So Arnold decides to set up a charity uh, publicly for it and says he'll put in $500 himself, essentially just like rubbing it in their stupid faces. Like, isn't it weird that Congress doesn't do this? I guess we have to. Isn't it weird that uh, medical care isn't government? Isn't real? Isn't like universal? No, not for gov- not for medical stuff. He wants no. to help the widow. Yeah. So that's what he sets up the fund for. And then uh, Congress is like really embarrassed by this, so they relent and they do it themselves. That's refreshing. Yeah. Imagine a Congress that feels shame. Uh, yeah, it works. Because a whole bunch of people in Pennsylvania are like, "Wow, that's real dickish that they won't even help this widow live her life." When her husband died for the cause. Congress can't feel mm. anything anymore. Nope. Uh, it's not this dire anymore where they're like, maybe we won't have a country if right. we don't. It's, it's like if they don't do their jobs well, they're going to be hunted down and shot. Yeah. Overthrown. Uh, and like then it yeah. might just be British again. And then like, what was the point? So right, they like, do have to relent to pressure a little bit. It's going to be absolutely none of them are going to live through it. They'll all right. be hung. And for once, Benedict wins against Congress, which I think has to be very exciting for him mm-hmm. and, like, make him feel like maybe this job is, like, possible. Cause, and, like, honestly, that he might be the best person for the job. Yeah. That he can actually pressure them into doing something mm-hmm. because he's just, like, so aggressive. Right. Um. And patriots in Pennsylvania are on a witch hunt for loyalists, known or suspected. It's McCarthyism all over again. If you think that they might be, just go kill them. Listen. No problem. 
Um, like this judge orders an execution of two men who were caught selling supplies to the British troops. Mm -hmm. And the whole city is like, that seems like a bit much. Like, maybe we don't have to kill them for it. We were just going to mob kill them. They didn't need to do it publicly. No, they're like, couldn't they just go to prison? (laughs) Like, why are we murdering them just because they're trying to make money? Because we don't have Um, enough food for them. One of the men has 10 children um, who and his wife beg the judge, like, please don't kill him. Mm -hmm. Um... And they have a petition signed by a thousand civic, military, and religious leaders in the area saying, please don't kill him. So it's like a lot of people are like, maybe we don't kill them. Mm -hmm. Um, And even the jury is like, let's just pardon them. Let's just let them go. Like, then what's the use of having jury if... Like, what? And Joseph Reed, who's the head of Pennsylvania's council, insists that they execute them anyway. So they do. I want blood. Yep. Introduce our new villain for Benedict Arnold, Joseph Reed. (laughs) That's how you know it's his after I've been shot in the leg Pennsylvania Congress life. (laughs) Reed. Ah, what a life. So Arnold hears about this and is like, that's not cool. Uh, And as soon as he's put in charge, uh, after that happens, he orders a stay of all executions. Oh. In Pennsylvania in general. That's nice. He won't let you do it. And Joseph Reed already hates Benedict. Like, not from this current situation. He has past hate for Benedict that Arnold doesn't even know about. What? Um, what? Yeah. Even before he's met him, he hates him. Because he hates George Washington. Well, that's fair. <laughs> and everyone who's friends with him. And all of his little friends. <laughs> I, put, I put my notes. It's like the beauty community on YouTube. I swear. Like, if you dislike, if you like this person who dislikes that person, you hate everybody who talks to them. And it's so much... So Reed and his friends want to get rid of all the loyalists because they don't like them, but also they want to take their property. Mm-hmm. That's maybe the main the thing. The thing about, like, lynching uh, mm-hmm. minorities is that, boy, it really uh, softens up the economy afterwards. Yeah, it really frees up some stuff for you, doesn't mm-hmm. it? A lot of new mansions on the market. And the loyalists that are left generally have a lot of money and stuff. And that's why they didn't leave in the first place, because mm-hmm. they had a lot to give up. Right. And not only that, but Reed is being mean to Quakers <laughs> because they don't fight, you know, because of their religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Famously a uh, pacifist. Yeah. And he's like, why won't they fight? And I'm like, because it's against their religion. The whole point of America is religious free. What are you? <laughs> like, it's like, what's happening? Yeah, but I don't like this one. Yeah, but I hate it. But I hate this one. We should make them fight. And it's like, absolutely not. Make them do it. No. Um, so he's like, not a cool dude. <laughs> but, uh. He took this loyalist house who fled um, and then had the wife, like the, the loyalist wife, carried out on a chair. Oh, gross. Not cool. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, he's like, it's mine now. So um, you can take the garbage chair with you. And Benedict's really mad about it because he's like, I understand that, like, he this guy left and, like, you, we want to get rid of him or whatever. But you don't have to be mean about it. Like, you can just be civil, maybe. Um so he sends his carriage for that woman to use and sends a whole bunch of boys to help her pack up her stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's still, like, she's going, but, like, he's doing it nicely, yeah. um, which annoys Reed a lot because he's like, now he looks bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because you're bad. You don't just look bad. <laughs> you are bad. Arnold's having problems because he's expected to, like, entertain dignitaries and, like, members of Congress and stuff when they're I in Pennsylvania. I believe they gave him this job. <laughs> but, I know. But he doesn't have a house because yeah. they didn't give him one. And so 
what, so we could do it like he did his horses? <laughs> so he asks Hannah to for money to buy a house. And then she tells him that the army hasn't paid him in two and a half years. Yeah, I would just laugh at him. Like, <laughs> what do you think is— Because he thinks the army is sending money to his sister— to take care of his kids. They're not paying most of the people. No. And they don't even like you. I know. They specifically don't like you. But it, for once, instead of going to yell at Congress to get money, because he knows it won't happen, mm-hmm. he starts a few businesses. Like, he hires or he buys a privateer ship to steal from the British. Ooh, nice. Um, which is sanctioned by Congress. You're allowed. Yeah. Um, That's why it's privateering and not piracy. That's right. Uh, he starts buying loyalist stuff um, after they've moved and then selling it. Uh, and he finds an abandoned warehouse of, like, loyalist goods mm-hmm. and then sells them. So just that mostly. But people are mad about that because they're like, I wanted that stuff. Uh, it's profiteering when you do it. Yeah. But uh, cause, but I wanted it first. I, I saw it first. And, like, it's not legal at the t- or illegal at the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it will be later. <laughs> Uh, but people still are like, that's sketchy, and I don't like it, uh, even though I understand why he's doing it. <laughs> so Reed tells on Arnold to Washington, even though he hates Washington. Oh, my gosh. Even though Arnold or Arnold didn't really do anything, and Washington responds to it by doing nothing. He mm-hmm. doesn't care. Even though he says, like, I don't love that he's doing this, but also, like, whatever. Like, there are bigger fish to fry. Well, the yeah. war is not over. It's just over for Arnold. <laughs> So it's still happening. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I don't care. Like he sold a bunch of loyalists. Oh, okay. Whatever. Who did he hurt? Loyalists? And so then Reed, when that doesn't work, Reed attacks him in the newspaper um, and brings up all the previous charges that have ever been against him in Congress. Mm-hmm. None of which have ever been proven. So that's fun. Here are all these things I read about on BuzzFeed. Um, but Arnold talks to John Jay and Philip Schuyler, um, and they're trying to get him some land um, for his service. And while that happens, too, he falls in love. Oh. Mm. So it's not, like, the worst time in his life. Like, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he falls in love with a woman named Peggy Shippen. Peggy. Peggy. And while most women learn, like, housework and stuff, Peggy Shippen also learns that. But uh, learns about accounting and politics from her father, too. There so you go. she's a smart cookie. Uh, Benedict has dinner with her and her father and, like, falls in love immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, Peggy literally turned 18 the month Arnold moved there. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's chill. He's okay. 37 and she's 18. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. Perfect. Um, it's not, like, super uncommon at the time to marry someone way younger than you, especially, like, he already married a woman earlier. His wife died. Like, mm-hmm. lots of people die. Yeah. So it's not, like, super weird or creepy or anything. Um Compared to, like, now, where it's like, people don't die so much, so you don't need to. Yeah. Mm. You don't need to be as worried. Yeah. It's not as gross or weird, because there's so many disease and then war, so it's like, there's not a lot of options in general. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know, probably her, her father was like, well, all of the boys your age have died. <laughs> yeah. So it's they They haven't, actually. Um, probably but, fine. Yeah. Um, he has some issues with Arnold, but he gets over it, I guess. Um, Peggy's family are loyalists. And at first they're worried, um, about Arnold because he's a patriot. He works for Congress. (laughs) You work for the, uh, government? Yeah. The fake, uh, trying not to be British government. But then they see that he's, like, being nice to the loyalists, um, when Reed's being a dick. So Mm -hmm. then they're like, maybe he's okay. Yeah. Because maybe he's just, like, medium. 
Um, they're also worried about him providing for her because of his leg. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, but, I mean, he's working, so they're like, okay. Uh, I'm still worried his leg is going to just, like, explode. <laughs> At any moment. At any moment. It's just going to kill you. Uh, but her dad's still kind of unsure about giving her hand away, so Benedict purchase a ma- purchases a manor called Mount Pleasant. Oh, God. And he deeds it to Peggy. Murder house. Because it's supposed to be proof that it's like a reverse dowry almost. That Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't want money from you. I just love her. And like, here's a house. She can have it. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to take care of her and like be with her. And so uh, then her dad's like, fine. (laughs) Well, (laughs) okay. Um, And he also tells them he's about to get a house in New York, too, because that's what John Jay and Philip Schuyler have been working on Mm -hmm. for him. But Reed gets mad about it and files charges against him and tells Congress that the Pennsylvania militia won't deploy any more people until they deal with the charges. What? What? Because Reed's, like, in charge of Pennsylvania's, like, state government. Okay. So he's like, until you deal with the charges I have against Arnold, Pennsylvania won't give you any more militia at all. Uh, Okay. Because he's so mad about Arnold just existing. That he's like, we should just lose the war. (laughs) That's how mad I am. Um, Yet yet another person who would rather burn the entire world down than let him have anything. (laughs) It's so true. The There's there's something about this guy. (laughs) I told you. He's annoying. And he's like already like this guy came predisposed to not like him because he mm-hmm. hates Washington. And then he's like doing all these things and stealing his stuff. It's just and this Reed sounds like he's has problems. Yeah. Like mental issues of the highest order. But uh, Arnold asks Washington for advice because he's like, why does uh, why does this keep happening to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and Washington's real mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he says that he should go to Congress and plead his case. Uh, so Benedict gathers up all this evidence, all everything he can find, documents he has, letters and, like, witnesses and gets ready. And he goes to Congress to give his defense uh, while the other side literally says they have an opinion operative only as the world shall give it weight. Mm. So they don't have any actual evidence. I just felt of it. Of anything. I feel bad. Yeah. When he's around me. So this goes to a court, um, and Arnold is cleared of six out of eight charges. Wow. And not of two because those are military-related. So Mm. they're like, in civil court, the six that he's uh, charged of, nothing. Uh, And then they're like, we'll just hand this over to the military. They can do a court-martial thing because it's not my business Mm -hmm. to be involved. But so everything that the civilian court looked at, they were like, absolutely not. Yeah. That's all fake. But Congress is really worried about not having Pennsylvania's militia. And Reed threatens them and says, if you come back with a full bill of clean health for Arnold, we won't give it to you anyway. Like, yeah. You need to charge him with something. That's, Which is so that's messed so up. so much hatred <laughs> like, for I know. one guy. It's so much that I was just like, what is happening? Like, what did he do? Yeah. Did he kill your cat? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I at this point, as far as I was concerned, it was like, he's in Pennsylvania, gets more loyalist the whole time, and then he switches sides, and that's it. And there's nothing, like, that interesting that happens at the end. Yeah. And then I got to this part of the book, and it was like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> like what? How do you feel that strongly about him? It's wild. You didn't even, you didn't serve This guy is, him. like, such an egomaniac with his power here that I'm just like, be quiet. Please. Like, somebody needs to shoot you. <laughs> but so, yeah, they're like... We won't do it. 
Um, so Congress gets so mad that they're like, we're just going to leave Philadelphia because they're like, <laughs> Pennsylvania is making them angry. It's bad here. Um, so they do do the court martial, but they throw out the first judge's ruling entirely, even though those were civil charges done by a civil judge. It's like, what? You can you even do that? I don't feel like that's allowed, but also think... this is like Wild West Congress. So yeah. There's not true. a real country. Wild West Congress. <laughs> Lucy Goosey. Pew pew. True. So instead of charging him for eight charges, they only do gets down to four and then they only do two. Which is, Jim Murphy says might be double jeopardy that they're doing it twice, but once again, this government doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And also, um, from my true crime experience, uh, generally when somebody is charged with something in civil court, they can still charge you in military court for the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not considered double jeopardy, really, which is uh, terrible in some ways and great sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes civil's wrong. So, preach uh, occasionally, but also scary loophole. But anyway, um, uh, and I just, I wrote, imagine Congress having this much power over courts. I cannot. Like, whoa. Imagine. Imagine. Oh, I mean, they don't, though. They're trying. But they don't. Um, and Benedict's like, fine, let's do it. Like, I'd love to get it over with. Mm-hmm. And Reed's like, I'm going to need some time to find actual evidence. <laughs> okay. No. No? Yeah. Um, And the person who gets to decide that, because it's a court-martial, is George Washington. Mm -hmm. So Arnold writes a letter to Washington, um, who controls everything, and uh, I have a quote from it that says, uh, If your excellency thinks me criminal, for heaven's sake, let me be immediately tried, and if found guilty, executed. (laughs) I want no favor. (laughs) I ask only justice. Just kill me. Just kill me. Do it. (laughs) Having made every sacrifice of fortune and blood and becoming a cripple in the service of my country, I little expect to be or to meet the ungrateful returns I receive from my countrymen. But as Congress have stamped ingratitude as a current coin, I must take it. He's standing in front of Washington going, do it, coward. Take your shot. (laughs) Kill me. Do it. I have nothing left but a little reputation I have gained in the army. Delay in the present case is worse than death. Very dramatic. And Washington delays it anyway. Yeah. It's like, really? Let's wait and see. Thanks, Dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it still worth in death? I know. I'm like, it's kind of incredible that Arnold doesn't just take himself out. Right. Really? Just, like, go. Yeah. Too much shame, I guess. Why are you here? His mother was so religious and, like, made it be like, God loves you, and that's the only reason you're alive. (laughs) So he can't do it. Does he? (laughs) Does he? Don't know. Um... And like I said, Reed says if Arnold's found innocent of everything, Pennsylvania will—he doesn't even say they won't give the militia. He says Pennsylvania will literally never cooperate with America. Mm-hmm. Like, even if we win the war, over, Pennsylvania's out. Over this one man. Yeah. If any leader said Entirely. that, like, something that extreme, he'd be like, you should not be in charge. They'd imprison you. Right. They'd be like, you're not in charge anymore. Or just, like, take you out of office, be like, listen— uh, no confidence, mm-hmm. and we're going to get someone else in on Monday. And at this point, just kill him. Like, <laughs> it's so much easier. Can't we just kill him? <laughs> Wild West Congress, pew, pew, pew. And so while all this is happening, nonsense and waiting and stuff, uh, Arnold and Peggy get married very quietly mm-hmm. in a small ceremony. Worse than death. Um, yeah. So waiting. at least he's married. 
But Arnold finally meets with uh, this guy, Joseph uh, Stansbury, um, who's a loyalist. Mm -hmm. Sometime in the waiting time, probably. They just meet at a bar. People, we don't know how long or who all knows what happens, but yeah, they meet up um, and he offers to be a spy. And asks if he can pass that info along to Major John Andre. Uh, John Andre was a suitor for Peggy, oh. so she knows him, um, mm-hmm. and is like, "You should talk to him if you're should talk interested." To my ex, yeah, re- you'd get along. Which is like kind of hilarious, mostly because John Andre is like he's you know he's a major in the British Army, so he's like not doing too bad, mm-hmm. and he's like young, he's like her age, and like presumably not bad looking. Yeah, um, but she's not interested, <laughs> which is kind of nice in a way because there's no like. I think because Arnold is, like, crippled and, like, old. <laughs> the, and, no one else likes him. Peggy's, like, hot and young. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she's really pretty, and everybody says how, like, beautiful and wonderful she is and charismatic. That, like, people assume that she doesn't actually like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the whole point was for him to be a spy. But, like, they stay married afterwards, and she really, like, seems like she likes him. Like, she seems pretty upset when he dies. So, yeah. like, people are pretty sure, no, they're just, like, we're in love. And I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway. That's fine. You're allowed to be in love. Um, and Peggy knows. But everything that I've always seen, um, including the clip that you showed me from the um, from Drunk History, mm-hmm. everything I've seen have always been like, ooh, Peggy's like this temptress. And then she gets him to be evil. And he's like, whatever for you, hot loyalist babe. Yeah. Um, very. Uh, just like, yeah. there's a narrative there. Yeah, it's very, like, seductress doesn't happening. doesn't sound like it was invented by a lady writer. Yeah, um, but as far as I can tell, no. Like, it seems like he asked her, like, who should I talk to? And she just knew who to talk to. Mm-hmm. And he knew that she knew because he knew her family were loyalists. And, like, he was courting her, knowing her family was loyalists before he even did this, which makes it sound like it was his own decision. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it was really her influence that made it happen. Yeah. If it is Samson Delilah, he wanted the haircut. Yeah. It's like I'm ready for something new. Too bad. Um, but also, who wouldn't betray your country for the hot lady who tells you to? You mm-hmm. know, like why not? Um, the the most positive reinforcement he's had in <laughs> thirty eight years. Yeah. Um, so Andre gets that letter or like gets that message, and he's like shook <laughs> because literally, like the day previous, he had written up a list of patriots that he thought could be swayed to their side and Arnold is not on it like mm-hmm. at all he was like there's no way yeah um so when they say that he wants to be there he's like what it's a trap <laughs> mm, it's weird um so he sends a letter that's like hell yeah please help us um but then Arnold's like could I get 10,000 pounds for that um which is a hundred and forty five thousand dollars uh which isn't nothing but Arnold specifically says it's in case he has to flee America and then he's going to lose all, like, his two houses Mm -hmm. and all of his stuff and, like, he's going to need to take care of his family. Because now he's got Peggy, he's got his kids and Hannah, and I think Peggy's pregnant at this point. So he's like, "Uh, I'm going to need some stuff, you know, if I'm going to sacrifice my country. Uh, I'm going to need stuff. 10,000 pounds doesn't seem that much to betray your whole country. Mm So, and Andre's like, maybe. (laughs) Don't know. We'll see. Um, so they negotiate about how much he's going to be paid for 18 months. Oh. <laughs> 
18 months. It always seems so fast. You yeah. know, like he's like, great, switch sides. <sighs> Here we go. But no, they're talking numbers for a year and a half, mm-hmm. which by then, you know, the war could have been won or lost right. already. I know. Like, are you going to keep paying out when you lose? Yeah. And like this makes people think that this is one of the things that later people are like, he's so greedy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, if wouldn't, you're going to betray your country, wouldn't you ask for money? Wouldn't you want to be paid? Right. Wouldn't you demand payment? Like, why are you doing it besides, like, you're going to get something? Right. What's the point? Like, because to him, like, the point is, I don't trust this government anymore. I don't think this country's functioning anymore, especially with all this Reed stuff. He's like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Like, if Congress is being pressured to do this— and, like, they're just submitting to him. Even Washington is submitting to him. He's like, this can't work. So yeah. part of it is just, like, that he thinks America's broken. But, like, that doesn't mean he should just betray them. And for free. For free. For free. Right. When, uh, like, if I was him, I would just move to, like, Europe. <laughs> like, not to England, not to America. Right. Just, like, move to Europe and be like, bye. Uh-huh. Um, like, you, it needs to be enough money that if you're caught, it's still worth it. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, later they're like, he's so greedy. Look at all this money he wanted. Ah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Who doesn't betray their country for free? <laughs> yeah. Come on. What? what? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So in 1779, everybody's like, dude, revolution is doomed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's really bad. It's really weird that we still have people left. Yeah. I mean, at first, it's like the able fit squad of the middle class is like, <laughs> yeah. let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, they only have like a year of service. And then after that, most of them don't return. So then it just becomes all the lower class people who are like, I'd love food and some clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll die for it. Um, but they don't really like care a lot about the country. Yeah. And, so, and then Congress and the Army are fighting a lot. And people think the French are just going to take over when the British leave. And so it's a lot happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not—nobody trusts anybody, and it's really bad. Even people we've talked about earlier, Silas Dean and Philip Schuyler, are, like, writing letters to each other. And they're like, I think the British are going to win. This is mm-hmm. going really bad. What do we do? So it's, like, not just people like Arnold who are like, I'm done with this. Like, other people who are loyal are like, it seems really bad. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we should just stop doing this. And even Washington uh, says, indeed, I have almost ceased to hope. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is like Washington's whole function. It's just mm-hmm. like, be hopeful for us. Right. Uh, so it's really bad. And so Benedict gives info to Andre about like what's guarded around him and what's not. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's happening and where people are planning on going and stuff. Um but he's still annoyed because Andre won't confirm a price. Uh, he won't let him meet the head guy, Clinton. Mm. And he won't let him know what they're planning to do with the info. And he wants them to surrender troops to them, even though he doesn't have troops right now. Right. So he's like, how would I do that he's, without being suspicious? He's not in, like, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> so he's like, that's not, like, possible right now. And so then they get back into a stalemate about price. Like, but I don't have any people. How would I do that without people immediately, like, being suspicious of me? I'm just going to take <laughs> these 500 men out for a jog. Yeah. Oh, we got captured. Weird. Just a quick jog. Weird. Except for they didn't take me. Weird. Oh, weird. I <laughs> I was a better runner than all of them. <laughs> yeah. With my leg. They haven't been doing leg day. Yeah. So the French arrive in Philadelphia, and they buy, like, all the food. Mm-hmm. All of it. So the people in Philadelphia are now starving. Yeah. Yay. 
Um, so, which makes, you know, them love the French. They're like, wow, so helpful and good. Mm-hmm. We're glad they're here. And Reed wants to kick out all the children and wives of loyalists who have already left and just ship them all to New York. He sounds so nice. Yeah, he's like, we don't need them anymore. Just send them to New York. <laughs> send the orphans and the widows. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll they'll take care of them. But he starts by surrounding this guy's home, um, James Wilson. He's a patriot. He's not a loyalist. And he also signed the Declaration of Independence. So he's, he's But he's like, so let's start with that guy, who's the, not even a what? The <laughs> absolute wrong man to start with. Um, but but James Wilson doesn't like Reed um, and defies him publicly. Oh. So that's why he's upset about it. Oh. But Wilson decides to defend his house, um, mm. termed Fort Wilson. And luckily for him, he has uh, 30 armed men over. They're just, like, oh hanging out. Because he's like, I got a big house. Yeah. They're, like, having a party or something. And these include two other people who signed the Declaration of Independence, Robert Morris and uh, George Clymer. And wow. also Benedict Arnold is oh there. My, oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So this big mob starts attacking the house. And Arnold is upstairs directing fire. Like, mm. he's doing military business in this house about oh where to gosh. shoot people, what's going on. And they get wrecked. The mob, just a real bad time. Yeah. Because they don't have guns and stuff. Bad. So. Bad. And also, bad why are you doing this? Um, and then the Continental Army comes by and is like, break it up, people. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Stop doing this. Philly. Uh, it's bad. I don't like it here. <laughs> But I heard about that. Like, I read that, and I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> How did we get here? What's going on? How did like, this happen? Like, once again, you know, we talk about, like, how people are like, oh, my gosh, the world is ending. Like, why would people not think the world was ending in Philadelphia? They're just like, just can't. It's broken. It's, it's all broken. <laughs> it's broken. It's all broken. So for the next week or so, just, like, out and about, Arnold gets yelled at and has rocks thrown at him and is threatened by people who didn't die in the mob. Yeah. Who are like, hey. And I'm like, you attacked them. Like, it's you your star- fault. You started it. You started it. So he asked Congress for protection, you know, because people are attacking him in the street and he could just be murdered at any point. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that's your state government's job, so you have to ask uh-huh. Joseph Reed oh. for protection. What? Who organized this mob. Come on. Which is the same as last time when he asked about, like, they were like, prove that you bought all this stuff. And they were like, ask your friend, quotations, at the fort. And they know. Like, there's a court martial from Joseph Reed. They know. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, why are you like this? Like, ugh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. How are you doing this? So he's just like, cool. They don't care about me at all. Like, they're just, they hope that I die is what I hear from that. They're rooting for it. Yeah. They want me to die. And so, uh, you know, and like I said, he's got kids. Like, and he's worried about, like, Peggy and she's, like, pregnant. And then he's got Hannah and his kids move to Philadelphia to be with him. So, like, they're there now. So he's like, they're going to freaking kill my kids Mm -hmm. and, like, my family. And not only is he not paid from the army, like we said earlier, but they run the numbers on his Canadian invasion again. You know, that was like years and years ago. Right. And then they're like, yeah, you owe us a thousand pounds. Oh, what? Oh, what? By the way, you owe us money. Again. No. 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 Um, When Arnold tallies up his total losses for the war, Mm -hmm. uh, it's (laughs) $300,000 in today's money. Oh, no. So it's a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's and like he's asking for half of that from the British, and people are like, "He's so greedy." He's so greedy. <laughs> and so then Arnold presents this like very detailed defense for his court martial, right? Because um, that finally happens, and Reed does actually nothing, like. Just what he did before, basically, even though he wanted more time to, I don't know, kill him with a mob. I don't know. And the court acquits him of everything, of any intentional wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, Unintentional. They find him guilty of acting in an imprudent and improper fashion for someone in the military. What does that mean? Like, but what you did was like skeevy and we don't, it doesn't look good for us. Okay. Um, Because that's their way of skirting around charging him with something that he didn't actually do, but like Pennsylvania not leaving the union. Mm -hmm. So they're like, that's the best we can do. And his punishment is a written reprimand from George Washington. (laughs) Ooh. And so Arnold's like, maybe he just won't do it. Yeah. Because we're friends. Are you? They're supposed to be. I mean, no, it hasn't felt like that for a while. Mm -hmm. He didn't really come to your defense last time either. Yeah. So, Um, like, are you friends? But he's hopeful that he won't do it. Mm -hmm. But he does. Um, And he does it very gently and, like, nicely as possible. Um, But it doesn't matter to Arnold because the fact that he did it is offensive. Mm -hmm. Like, that he – because that's saying he agrees. And, like, that bothers Arnold a lot because generally Washington's been his defender against Congress. So he's like, you won't agree, though. And he does. And so it's like, cool. And really, I think that's, like, the final straw. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Because right after that, like, a month or two later, he starts, like, talking to the British a lot again. Yeah. Because we've had these, like, long periods where they don't do anything. And he's given them, like, a little information, but, like, nothing that's been consequential. Right. Um, no big, big, juicy details. But that happens in March, and then in April, he's talking to Andre again. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... This is the point where it's just like, it's over now. Because, like, just nobody, no respect, no help for his own just life. Like, the fact that they asked Joseph, like, they're like, go talk to Reed about your, someone protecting you. Yeah. Is like, that's so insulting and, like, horrible of you. I just can't. I can't. When I heard that, I was like, this cannot be happening. (laughs) This is not possible. (laughs) What's wrong with you? But so Arnold asked Skyler for help. Um, to get a position at West Point, uh, which is on the Hudson River and really important to the yeah, war effort. Uh, good luck. Ha, 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 ha. Good luck. Uh, Washington calls it the key to America because mm-hmm. if you can get there, you can really get in. And Washington, when Arnold's talking to Washington about it, Washington's like, okay, like, sure, we can talk about it. Um, so Benedict's like, cool, I'm going to get it. So he tells the British, I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. And then he meets with Washington to, like, he is assuming formally be given the position at West Point. Uh, and Washington s- says, how do, how about you be a field divisional commander in my troop? Mm, no. Um, no. And Arnold, like, is very no. confused mm-hmm. uh, because that's not what they've been talking about. But also, like, really emotional about it because, like, that's the position he's wanted the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he knows that Washington knows that. So, like, Washington's really trying to give him what he wants and, like, what he—and th- I'm assuming what he thinks he deserves. Mm-hmm. But it's too late. Um, so, like, very 
uh, sadly, he says, like, no, I'd rather have West Point. And he says, like, I can't with my leg be mm-hmm. in the field. It's not going to work. Once again, the leg is a metaphor. <laughs> the leg. The leg is a metaphor. It's like, it's too uh, late. I've already, too late. I've already snapped in half. And Washington's, like, confused yeah. like, that he would reject that. But he's like, okay. Like, he just wants him to be happy. So mm-hmm. he's like, whatever you want is fine. So Benedict gets to West Point, he writes this letter about all the weaknesses of the fort, and he gives that to Washington and then gives a copy of it to the British. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants some money to give them the fort, and they say, okay, uh, but we also want to capture 3,000 troops at the fort. Yeah. And now he has troops, so like that's possible. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Arnold has been sending his troops away because he's been trying to weaken it for the British to take. But now they want more people. Mm-hmm. So he's like, that's not great. He's literally just been sending them on, like, stupid tasks where he's like, go cut some wood in the woods for five days or something. And so then he's like, what do I do? Like, how, do I, how am I going to ask for this many troops without being suspicious? Mm-hmm. And then Washington got his letter uh, that said all this weaknesses. And he's like, cool, how about I send you 1,500 troops? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, pretty much the exact amount he needs. So he's like, sounds good. <laughs> I'll take it. Perfect. So... Arnold and Andre are trying to meet in person, uh, which they've never done. Mm-hmm. And Clinton is worried about it, who's like the in charge of the spies guy and the British side, because he's worried that Andre's going to be caught and that if he gets caught, because he's going to go over to the American side is the plan. Mm-hmm. And that if he gets caught and he's dressed in like regular clothes, they're going to hang him for being a spy. Ooh, yeah. Because if you're just in your military garb, they're like, to just kill you? Mm-hmm. Or, like, they capture you and give you back. But, yeah, if they catch you spying, they're going to hang you. Yeah, no Definitely. one no one uh, handles spies well. No. So he's like— Even today. Yeah. If you're caught as a spy, it's like, well. It's really bad. So he's like, do not go dressed up in anything but your fatigues. But so they try to meet, and they somehow, like, miss each other. It doesn't really make sense to me. Um, And Arnold gets his boat shot at by the British. Okay. (laughs) In no man's land, so they just don't do it. And then Arnold's like, look, dude, I need to be—we need to be in person. You be disguised. No one's going to know it's you. Um, And it's safe over here with me. It's fine. And then he gets a letter from Washington, Arnold, that says— Hey, I'm going to travel, like, in your direction. I'll only have, like, 50 dudes with me. Um, So, like, be prepared. I'm going to meet you sometime. Our carriage is going to be made of straw. Yeah. Highly flammable. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And this is, like, very shocking because Washington always travels with his army. Always. Yeah. Because they're worried about him getting captured. Obviously. So he's like, don't tell anyone, but I'm coming with, like, nobody. Um, Don't tell anyone, Mr. Spy. And Arnold's like, crap. So he's like, writes a letter, like, get him real fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And the letter either doesn't make it to the British or it gets there too slow or something. Um, So Washington and he's got Henry Knox, uh, Lafayette, and Hamilton with him and, like, 19 other people. Mm -hmm. Um, They're fine. (laughs) They don't get captured. They have no idea. They're just like, la, 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 la. Having a good day. <laughs> and then Arnold and Andre try to meet up again. And this time, uh, Andre's wearing his uniform under a cloak, mm-hmm. uh, which he thinks won't count as spy gear because he could just be like, ha ha, I'm British. <laughs> Zazoom. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then it'll be fine. And the cape is off. <laughs> so he won't get hanged and it'll be cool. Um, and Smith, this is going to be confusing because in the first one I called Arnold Smith, but um, this guy Smith is their, like, go-between. He's sure. supposed to help them meet up. But Smith doesn't know that Andre is Andre. He thinks he's just a random 
mm-hmm. that he's supposed to help uh, Arnold meet up with. But Smith can't get a ride to their location, so they don't meet again. Oh. <laughs> they don't have very good taxi service. The Ubers don't go out that far. Nope. Um, and then they have more boat problems. It takes a long time. They have, like, three or four different tries. Uh, Arnold finally makes it onto the Vulture, which is a British boat that they're meeting on. And they talk for three hours about stuff. Uh, stuff. Random you stuff. Know, stuff. Um, boys. Although whatever. Arnold only specifically mentions that Andre said he'd get paid even if the scheme doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, the Vulture is spotted by Americans and then shot at and retreats. Uh, and then Andre can't take a boat back to his area, so he's got to go by land, Oh, which is an issue. Yeah. Um, Just a little bit. And now it's daytime, so he can't go out in his military stuff if he's going to make it back safe. Uh, and also people are going to notice, you know, like Smith, who's not supposed to know he's British. <laughs> right. So Arnold's like, here, I'll write you a hall pass. <laughs> Comedy of go. errors. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. He says you can go through the lines. No problem. Okay. And so they get stopped by the New York militia, and I think now he's in regular garb. Uh, but the New York militia says, uh, you should find a place to sleep or else the loyalists, called the cowboys, um, might attack you. Cowboys. So you should go take a nap, um, which Andre doesn't want to do because he's British, so, like, loyalists don't matter. But, like, Smith does because he doesn't. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to get attacked. Uh, so they stay for the night in a place, and they keep going. And then Smith, who's escorting Andre, and he's supposed to escort him the whole way um, to, like, a loyalist city or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, yeah, I got to go home, but (laughs) if you just follow this road, you'll be totally fine. I just want to go. Yeah, I got to go home. Um, And so Andre follows that road for a while, but then he hears talk that there's, like, patriots up ahead, so then he switches to a different route. Okay. Uh, And then three men stop him, just coming out of the woods, hiding, and they're like— Hey, there's loyalists in this town ahead. You should watch out. Mm-hmm. And they're dressed in like Hessian outfits, yeah, like green outfits. So he thinks it's like a test against patriots, right? He thinks they're stopping to be like, "Are you a patriot?" Sure. Uh, and like, and like, maybe if you are, you should just turn around because they'll effing kill you. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "No, don't worry about. It. I'm in the lower party, which means you're a loyalist." Yeah. Um, and says, "Thank God, I am among friends. I am glad to see you. I am an officer in the British service and have now been on particular business in the country. And I hope you will not detain me." And now, one of the men tells now, him, "Why would they detain you?" And one of the men says, "Get down. We are Americans." <laughs> <laughs> so they're in a little militia called Skinners, which sounds horrible, oh, nasty. Um, who Cannibals would, who steal from the Patriots and the Loyalists. They do not care. So, mm-hmm. like, it literally didn't probably matter what he said. They were yeah. just going to steal stuff. <laughs> we're Americans. Get your wallet out. However, it's real bad that he told them he's, like, a British, uh, you know, serviceman because then they're like, cool, he's a spy and we can sell him to the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! That means he's worth something. And then they show him, he shows them Arnold's past, which only, like, confuses them. They're just mm-hmm. like, why would you have that? Um, and then they strip search him for money. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, he's only got his, like, boots on left. And then they're like, take off your boots. Uh, and, and the boots. And in the boots, because they think he might be hiding money. He's not, but he's hiding secret West Point plans from Arnold. Ooh. <laughs> so then they tie him up and they turn him in. 
Um, also, we had these uh, really detailed plans with love Benedict Arnold <laughs> written XOXO. at the bottom. So they turn him into um, a guy that's nearby, you know, like a, a colonel or you something. You know, a guy. I just, I don't, there's too many names. Everyone's so just like, there's a guy. Everyone has a guy. But he doesn't believe that Arnold would do this. <laughs> okay. So he's then like. where did they get the paper? He just thinks something else must have happened. So he sends uh, Andre to Arnold and the papers to Washington's office, even though he knows Washington's not at his office. Yeah. he's He knows he's, like, out and about. Uh, and then Major uh, Benjamin Talmadge hears about it, and he's part of Washington's spy network. <laughs> Ooh. And he knew that there was supposed to be a guy named Anderson meeting with Arnold. Mm-hmm. And then this guy... Andre is saying his name is Anderson. So he's like putting two and two together. <laughs> oh, no. So Talmadge to the colonel's like, please get Andre back and don't tell Benedict. Mm-hmm. Because now he's like, maybe he's a traitor. Um, but the colonel's worried that that's going to make it look like he doesn't trust Arnold. So then and he, that's what they're worried about yeah, yeah. at this point. Uh-huh. After everything they've done to his poor mind. So he pulls Andre back and keeps him. Well, he's not Congress. He's just a colonel. But he sends a letter to Benedict telling him about the arrest. So he's like, just so you know, this guy got arrested. People are being weird. Yeah. Uh, we have him. And this is where we're going to stop okay. for the end of our episode. But I <laughs> have to tell you for the teaser. So that notice sent out for Andre mm-hmm. uh, or for Arnold about Andre on the same or like not the same day. I think it's like a couple days before, but it gets delayed because of like weather or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, weather delays. But it arrives at Arnold's place on the same day that he's supposed to be hosting Washington for breakfast that morning. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. How isn't it a movie? <laughs> it's so good, dude. It's so good. How is it real? Maybe like a mini series. Like, no, ser- like yeah, I was thinking about that. Like a like a John Adams situation. Yeah. Like please. Please. Come on. Uh, just little boy on the f- barn on fire. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> and then this. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so that's where we're going to stop right now. So now you'll be in, in suspense. Ooh, suspense. What happens? I mean, you probably know, kind of. But you don't know all of it. Which you, is don't, you don't know the, the point. The full story. That's right. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed today. Arnold time. We're going to have one more Arnold time. More hey Arnold. More hey Arnold. And then Arnold's done forever probably because so much. How could there be more? What else could there possibly be? <laughs> uh, so we want to say thank you for listening. Uh, thanks to our patrons from Patreon. Uh, Polly, Abigail, Coffee Infused Nerd, uh, Isla, McCoy, Kara, Julia, Michael, Daniel, Natalia, Natalie, Sadie, Gami, Josh, Lorena, Ashley, Caitlin, and Kathleen. Kathleen. Yeah. Uh, And thank you for listening. Um, You can review us on iTunes. That would be wonderful. We're Mm -hmm. Googleable now because of that. You put us on the map. Woohoo! And at Stitcher, we have eight reviews. We'd love to get to ten reviews. Wow. Eight whole reviews. Um, And on iTunes, we have 82. 82. Or something. Wow. I think we have 82 ratings. It's confusing on iTunes. But whatever. Um, But thank you to everyone who has done that for us. And um, thank you for listening. I think this is our last episode of the year. Um, Oh, yeah. So we hope you have a good 2019 ending, and we'll see you in 2020. Yeah. That's the old decade. It was the new decade. Yeah. 
I'm tired of that old decade. <laughs> it was nasty. It's time to be the 20s again. That's right. Nothing old bad sport. happened in the 20s. <laughs> None of them. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.